Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk Mythology Gals. Drunk Mythology Gals. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Ravenclaw. (laughs) Um, I I feel really attacked right now. (laughs) Hashtag Slytherin. So, this week, in honor of our new Jen, other Jen, not running screaming from co-hosting, I'm going to be doing a food episode. Woohoo, food! Yep, because Jen is an amazing chef who taught me how Duh. to make éclair au café, bitches, for, and that is coffee. give me co- way too much credit. That is coffee cream éclairs for y'all out there. Oh my God, screw the chocolate ones, coffee cream. It takes it to the next level because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I'm hungry now. Yeah. (laughs) Revenge is sweet. (laughs) But literally, I text Jen so often while I'm cooking because I have all these questions that she literally got fed up with me and sent me a cookbook. (laughs) I did. I did. And it's a super awesome. Does this go with this? I was like, can you do balsamic with blue cheese? And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. So she sent me this amazing cookbook. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But anyway. It, it, yeah, it's the one, it is one of the very few books that survived the purge in my house. Um, so many things. I'm like, you know what? I can get this digitally. I don't need this taking up space in my house. This book is still on the bookshelf. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I did a purge of like my cookbooks because I inherited a lot from like my dad. And, you know, there's just I'm not going to go off the deep end trying to cook rustic Italian. I already know how to do that shit. So anyway. (laughs) And if you don't, there are a million hits if you type that into Google. Exactly. So mm-hmm. anyway, I am going to be doing the top 10 aphrodisiac foods of ancient Greece. Because why the fuck mm. not? Yeah. yeah. I'm all about this. <laughs> I'm all about this. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Any alcohol in these uh, recipes? Funny enough, no. Uh, I'm disappointed. Okay, we got. Uh, I'm gonna have to fix these recipes, <laughs> right? But I will say that I am drinking. Yay! I'm me too. Uh, seven Up in vodka. Oh, oh yay! Yeah, okay. that's an interesting choice. Well, I you know you got to do with what you got. Anytime I hear 7-Up, I'm taken back to when I was like 23 and I dated this guy who used to drink a drink called 7 and 7. Oh, yeah. Oh. Seagram 7 and 7-Up. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was not a good drink. Do you remember? it sounds cool, but no. Do you remember Zima? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) God. Yeah. We just dated ourselves there. No. You did. Just to show you that I can laugh at how fucking pretentious Vassar could be at some times. Uh, we had, I went to this party where they served Zima. And uh-huh. then to go with it was a strawberry salad. Just like strawberry, chopped strawberries in a balsamic sugar sauce. Okay, that sounds amazing, actually. It, strawberries and balsamic are rock stars together. Right, but strawberry balsamic sugar, because it just took, yeah. it like smoothed out that edge. See, this is yeah. why I'm like, Jen, what about this? What, does, does this go together? But, and then you add Zima on top of it, and it was actually really oh. fucking good. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, damn. Like, I didn't go to a kegger. I went to a Zima and strawberry and balsamic <laughs> sugar reduction party. <laughs> so let me put a little reference here. So the reason you come to me so much for culinary questions is because I went to culinary school. There you go. 
total hobby side of my life. But yeah, I went to culinary school. Two classes really cool. short of the degree. Maybe wow. someday I'll get around to finishing those last two classes. Just life kind of evolved mm -hmm. and got in the way and it wasn't working to take the classes anymore. But yeah, so I know just enough to be dangerous and sound like I know what I'm talking about. She does. Trust me, she does. And... One day I will tell you the story of my prep bowl trauma that she induced in me. <laughs> prep bowls. But we just that is today. About that this morning. Today is not that day. So <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to trigger Kate, just say prep bowls. Fuck off. Or just no, ask her. No, nobody needs to be doing that. Use? I'm already full of rage. <laughs> how about when we get on to our disclaimer yeah let's i'm full of vodka yeah. <laughs> so do not drink and drive cars chariots eight-legged horses balsamic sugar covered strawberries <laughs> Zima, whatever i'm so sad when they took zima off the market but anyway let's get started a long time ago when the world was young So to start with, I got this idea for the top 10 aphrodisiac foods from a website called greekerthanthegreeks.com, and I'll link to them in the show notes. I also added research from my sites, my favorite sites like theoi.com, a little bit of background Wikipedia, um, a book I own uh, called Fish Cakes and Courtesans, The Consuming Passions of Ancient Athens by James Davidson, which is nice. actually a really amazing book because their obsession with fish is off the chains. And also, uh, you know, I reference a couple of articles from the National Institute of Health Library. So yeah, it's interesting. We'll get to all of this. So keeping it honest. Are you ready? Let's start with number yes. 10. <laughs> Number 10 is Satyrion. And Seder? Pretty much, you'd have to be a sadist because it's really the name for ragwort. Uh. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to get hot and bothered by drinking a filter of ragwort. Because that sounds like an ancient period remedy to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But apparently it's a legit aphrodisiac, according to the ancient Greeks, named after... What? Yeah, named after, you guessed it, the lusty half-man, half-goat, giant dick satyr. Yeah, so... Full disclosure, I'm Googling the word ragwort. It, oh a, my god, the first result says stinking willy? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, I don't know what your Google algorithm is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have questions. touching my computer? <laughs> We're going to add that to the list of questions in the next oh section. Oh, my God. Okay. Erase, erase, erase. <laughs> but yeah, oh, ragwort shit. is like, it's a, I guess it's part of the orchid family. It's like a wild whatever it is. I don't know. Okay. But to prepare satyrion, you pulverize the root and add it to wine. And supposedly it was super fast acting and extremely powerful. The philosopher Theophrastus said satyrion is so powerful, it once enabled a man to perform 70 times in a row. And I've got crickets because okay. it's better to say nothing than to not say enough here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. That, there's just mm. an embarrassment of riches of all the things I could say. So from a stinking yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least that was on theme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our our audience and us were all there in that same moment together. Okay, so number nine is mint. I'm kind of meh, cause like, I, I don't get it. Like I associate mint with like, when you have a cold and you drink some really strong mint tea, hmm. you know, to chase down the uh, vodka and NyQuil. Um, 
<laughs> so your breath doesn't smell like vodka and NyQuil. Uh, but apparently Aristotle, who was a pompous prick, boring as fuck, and wrong about a lot of shit, and we'll talk about him in another episode. Aristotle, you always say that, and you never do. <laughs> I will get to it, okay? I've got, I've got the goods on Aristotle and Plato. Uh, yeah. So anyway... Aristotle advised Alexander the Great not to let his warriors drink mint tea before a battle because apparently it would distract them from being warriors and make them think lustful thoughts. I call shenanigans because no. Uh, Yeah. But hey, if anybody out there wants to experiment with drinking mint tea and see if it makes you either full of rage or raises your libido, let us know. We're all friends here. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just... Jeff's inner chef is rocking in a corner quietly. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, uh, well, okay. So I read a, a, a scene in a, a book once. I read some pretty heavy what's the heavy heat level books high heat yeah there we go high heat and um so the male lead in the scene went and brushed his teeth and then came back oh i've heard it breath and um it actually does work i'm just gonna say yeah okay it works so not exactly aphrodisiac in the truest sense but it's it's not a far stretch blood flow stimulant that's all i'm gonna say Um, it's good yeah yeah works both ways so leaving that in its own little minty corner we move on to number (laughs) eight uh bay leaves and Mm. i mean i use bay leaves a lot in my cooking like a little bay leaf marsala butter and salt like uh, oh Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah, yeah that did a... give me a little frisson but not in the way i think they're talking about so yeah apparently if you make an infusion from fresh bay leaves it has a mildly narcotic effect oh, interesting I, I feel like anything though can be mildly narcotic if you smoke enough of it <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> this is an infusion bitches you make a fucking tisan. <laughs> sorry i forgot you went to vassar you're too pretentious for me Uh, you know look you want to smoke a blunt you want to smoke a bay leaf blunt smoke a bay leaf blunt now here's a caveat you're saying a fresh bay leaf yes what you find in your grocery store on the spices aisle that is not a fresh bay leaf those are dried bay leaves that's the primary Sorry. Primary, yeah. (laughs) The majority of bay leaves in the residential kitchen Mm -hmm. are dried bay leaves. So they've, there's a lot that has escaped. There's a lot that's evaporated out of those leaves. The ones you're putting in your cooking, I'm betting are the dry bay leaves. Now, occasionally I can... A difference there. I can find fresh bay leaves. Maybe it's a California thing, but like once in a while, like, you know, where they have like those smaller packets of herbs when you don't want to buy a whole bunch of like, right. Cilantro or they have like, just like the single serving packet of mint or whatever. Exactly. I found fresh bay leaves and I'll tell you like, yeah, that is a, a way different flavor. Right. So I'm now curious. I've never messed with fresh bay leaves before and uh yeah you've got me okay so that I'm, now i'm picking up my phone and adding it to the grocery list so uh if you make an infusion of fresh bay leaves apparently it has a mild narcotic effect the priestesses at the oracle of delphi used to take this infusion and go into trances and this is probably why they believed that volcano farts or gas pressure groaning as it escapes the pressure of the earth were prophetic voices of the gods. Ah, volcano farts. Oh, yeah. Volcano <laughs> farts. We're back to the, 
Just like last week, we oh, had 12-year-old boys spewing insults. This time, <laughs> we've got 12-year-old <laughs> boys saying volcano farts. Now, the other thing you can do is apparently turn fresh bay leaves into an essential oil because it promotes <clears throat> blood circulation. But I think if it comes down oh, to we that, know I'm how gonna, important that is. I'm, I'm going to go with the mint thing because it just, I think it would smell better. Yeah. I don't know. But because I am a nerd, I did a little bit of digging into the chemistry of the bay leaf. And Ooh. yeah, from a paper uh, published, and I found it in the Nas National Institute of Health Library, National Center for Biotechnology Information, bay leaves contain tannins, flavones, flavonoids, alkaloids, eugenol, linalool, lolool, methyl chavicol, <laughs> and anthocyanins. I think you just read the back of your shampoo bottle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But now, interestingly, here are the effects that they have found with bay leaf, uh, bay leaves. Wound healing, antioxidant activity, antibacterial activity, antiviral activity, immunostimulant activity, anticholinergic, uh, cholinergic, cholinergic activity, antifungal activity, insect repellent activity, anticonvulsant activity, anti-mutagenic activity, and analgesic and anti-inflammatory activity. Wait, 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 wait. Anti-mutagenic? Anti-mutagenic. Like stopping, stopping mutants? <laughs> that Sorry. is a distinct possibility. So Wolverine, if you are out there, stay the fuck away from bay leaves. Again, I, I think you confused this with your dog's shampoo bottle. Uh, no. Well, I think that's actually what you're reading off of. Uh, that's right? why you have no, it there. Bitches, right? I will put the link in that shit. <laughs> but... But, or the researchers were reading off their dog's shampoo bottle. You know, okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to take a I second really... here, and I am actually going to <laughs> unscrew my goddamn fucking pop filter. <laughs> and I am going I to read the just, back uh, of my dog's shampoo bottle. <laughs> you know, I just love how deep you went into this about bay leaves, and it's like, I'm not... I'm not going to remember any of this. Like, I already have forgotten all of it. And I'm even looking at it. Okay, look. The ingredients. Like, I appreciate People the effort. People are equate bay leaves with dog shampoo now. All right. Okay. Are you ready? The ingredients. Water. Cocoa betatine. Cocoa glucoside. Glycerol oleate. Glycerin. Disodium. Cocoil. Glutamate. Xanthan gum. Cocos nucifera extract cocos nucifera oil colloidal oatmeal i'm sorry the word colloidal <laughs> fucking cracks me up every time honey beeswax potassium sorbate citric acid phenoxyethanol oh baby i got that one on the first try and desyl glucoside Somebody's going to write into the email now and say, are you aware that such and such ingredient is so harmful for the environment? Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Well, you know, I will say. You're going to get hate mail. Well, I'm trying to screw this back in. Hold on. Hold on. God damn it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Got to get the Tylenol bottle back in position for my pop filter. Um, oh, thank goodness you didn't read the ingredients to that. <laughs> well, I can if you want. But it actually doesn't have much. So anyway, uh, first of all, in all of those little alliterative antifungal, anti-mutagenic activity, blah, 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 there was no aphrodisiac in that list. So just you don't say. Plus, yeah. I also read that it can bay leaves can be toxic in high quantities, so chill your engines on too oh. much bay leaves. Okay, so I'm taking the bay leaf off the grocery well, list. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can find, you know, you can find a recipe. Well, isn't Hash everything bad in high quantities? Yeah, pretty much. Hashtag Ravenclaw. Like, you can <laughs> die from drinking too much water. Right? Yeah, so. I actually, they, they always You can also die from, by, like, being read an entire dictionary of ingredient list. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, moving the fuck on. All right, number seven. Garlic. Sorry, I have to be mean to you. Garlic. And I'm hey, sorry. Hey, how many prep bowls did you use in preparing this list? So Homer was a fan of tzatziki. <laughs> like that smooth way I'm just like sailing my broken toenail ship of destiny over here. I feel like, uh, are we throwing stones at you like Thor got stones thrown at him? <laughs> with iron rods next. You know, I'm standing on this one side of a fjord and... <laughs> The two of you are over there just talking shit. <laughs> you know, this is actually geographically accurate because yeah. Jen and I are on the same coast and yeah. you're on the opposite coast. Exactly. I'm bi-coastal, okay? <laughs> not anymore. No, I decided not to transition. I'm bi-coastal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever you, whatever gonna, you think. I'm going to walk away from that one. Yeah, me too, but uh, come on. It was funny. Yeah, I just, we're, we're really laughing. I don't want to open up that category of hate mail. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're talking about how much garlic Homer okay. was a fan of tzatziki. Now, I like garlic, yogurt, cucumber, olive oil, salt dip as much as anybody, but I'm sorry, there is no way I'm going to get up close and personal with anybody after I eat garlic. Unless mm-hmm. I want to torment them. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it's like, give me the garlic bread on top of the tzatziki. Right? <clears throat> you know, it's interesting that it impacts different people differently to different degrees as well. Had no idea. Yeah. Hmm. It's, um, yeah, my husband is on like the extreme end of the spectrum. He loves garlic and garlic really really loves him yeah, my, <laughs> hus- my husband's the same it's, it's not a good thing it's unfortunate yeah from the pores clings to him for yeah. days from yeah. the pores yes it's bad whereas you know i eat the same thing and the kids eat the same thing but it's all him <laughs> <laughs> well apparently there is an enzyme in garlic called alanase and Mm -hmm. when you chop or crush garlic that compound is called allicin and it comes from the alanase and this compound is thought to increase blood flow to the sex organs however i think there's something similar in onions and that makes sense because the garlic is a cousin to onions they're allium family related Yep. Mm-hmm. So, however, we don't really eat it in large enough quantities nowadays to <laughs> feel the impact. <laughs> like anyone would want to touch you after that anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, I have issues with this list as it goes on because it just, I, yeah. So, side note, the ancient Greeks fed garlics garlics to the top <laughs> athletes prior to what did you say you're drinking <laughs> seven of uh, okay yeah so but they fed greek to the top athletes prior to olympic competition <laughs> to encourage greek performance me um now there there is one study out there that said yeah we did a little thing where we tested garlic oil with people on people with coronary artery disease because garlic lowers your LDL <clears throat> and uh, it did increase their tolerance for exercise. So I don't know, hmm. but still, you're going to come at me with that garlic mouth. I don't think so. So they, they like did well in their races because everybody else was like, oh, my God, dude, you can run ahead. <laughs> go take the lead. I'm staying back here. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's speaking yeah. of onions. Yes. Onions are number six. But oh, but nice. frankly, as far as I'm concerned, that's like bad to worse or maybe just like same frying pan, same fire. Like if you have to weigh stink versus sex, it's just like a bad deal all around for everybody yeah. 
<laughs> but apparently the Greeks, the Persians, Egyptians, and Romans, but fuck the Romans because they just copied the Greeks, all believed in the power of the love onion. And now you will never look at another onion without thinking the phrase love onion. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Thanks for that. I live to ruin your days. So anyway, I guess they were right to do so because apparently something in onions boosts your testosterone, which actually ups the sex drive in men and women. But again, I don't know how much onion you would have to eat to like overcome the fact that, hey, my breath's... Smells like a thousand asses condensed. Let's go at it, baby. Um, yeah. Uh, and is this raw or cooked? Because you're creating a chemical change to these foods. Here's the, the culinary school kicking in. Mm-hmm. You are changing the compounds, the, the structure of these foods when you cook them. Yeah. So I would be curious to know, like the... Tzatziki, I can never pronounce that damn word. Tzatziki. Yeah, that word. (laughs) I believe the garlic is, everything in there is raw. Yeah. So when we're talking about the onions, are we talking raw? My guess is raw as well. I would think so. Because if, you know, just like with (laughs) garlic, if you're chopping, (laughs) if you're chopping onions, chopping garlic, chopping broccoli, uh, you're releasing the, whatever it is, the alanase or allicin. Right. Yep. Or whatever that is. But anyway, so back to onions. Uh, apparently, they thought the onion was so potent that they forbid priests and monks in ancient cultures to consume raw, raw onion, I guess, because it would create a buildup of semen. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Which leads oh. to number five, mushrooms and oh. truffles. Oh my goodness. And I just, oh. I don't know where the fuck this list is going because I, who put this together? I, what were they thinking? Because, okay, so while the mushroom and truffle themselves don't have aphrodisiac chemical properties, apparently the truffle mimics the smell of of male pheromones or male musk. Hmm. Thank you, internet, for fucking ruining truffles for me. What the fuck? Oh my god. I'm the only person in my household that likes mushrooms. My husband can't get past the fact that it's a fungus. That's funny. I love mushrooms. If you sneak it into his food and don't tell him, and you're going to chop it up really fine... He's like, oh, this tastes amazing. Yeah, don't say a word. Don't tell him there's mushrooms in it. Well, um, now he's going to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Erase. Edit that out. Shit. Damn it. <laughs> no, but like, like, uh, you know. Yeah. I just. But, uh, it to smell like him? No. Uh, you know, look, we do laundry. We've been intimate with guys like that yeah the male musk (laughs) (laughs) nothing like mushrooms and truffles no fuck off internet (laughs) go sit in a corner and think about what you've done see even kiwi's upset i can hear in the background that's darcy okay darcy's upset yeah he's always upset (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're impugning his mushroomy manliness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So guess what? It gets better with number four. Beans. Oh, oh gosh. you got to be I, kidding me. We're back to the middle school fart this is joke. This sick practical joke. And plus, I hate beans. This is going to be like the worst orgy ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you just named the episode. <laughs> Worst orgy. <laughs> oh my god! So, oh my god! I'm like picture. What was that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movie? Eyes Wide Shut. When? Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> refilm that with a bunch of beans. Yeah. They just took all of these suggestions to heart. Oh, bad times. Oh god. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So the Greeks do make a, uh, 
apparently lovely bean soup. I wouldn't know because I haven't had it because I can't stand beans. Called fasolada, um, which is probably similar to the Italian pasta fagioli. You know, hmm, okay, uh, bean soup basically. And I, mean, I like beans. They're a mm-hmm. good source of protein and. If you get the right kind of beans, you'd get a lot of fiber with the carbs, so it's not going to spike your blood sugar so much. And yeah, sorry, I'm getting a little No, no, that's fine, because I, there, I, but, if you like yeah. beans so much, you should eat kidney beans, then because they contain yeah. L-arginine, which drives the female libido. Huh. But again, All right. I have no idea how much, how, how many beans you would have to eat to have a fact. <laughs> I explain myself. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh. for whatever it's worth, make all the jokes you want. Fava beans <laughs> contain... Fabio. Well, you I know, just, I always see, I know it's fava and Fabio. I always just think of Fabio when I see the word fava bean. That's well, right. I think of fava beans and a nice Chianti, but... Uh, yes. That shows you where my mind goes. But anyway, fava beans have L-dopa, which is the whole dopamine thing. But yeah, I'm a nope on out of this section. I'm because number three is fucking lentils. Again, a bean, basically. I mean, no, bad breath and farting do not make for sexy times. I don't know who, whatever. I'm all for living your life, doing your fetish, having your kink, whatever, no kink shaming. But just in general, I'm pretty sure that bad breath and farting are a no. So Hippocrates, the dude. Didn't burping used to be a compliment? So maybe back in that time period, farting was a compliment. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on the burping? No, the burping was a compliment to the cooking. Right. But I'm pretty sure farting... <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch. Farting I has was always been farting. Like, nobody needs to know that. I think... And I'm I trying. Wrong, but I think uh, Caesar Augustus passed a law that was saying that, like you, like, you didn't have to hold in your farts anymore. Like, you could fart freely. I feel like that was an actual there law that go. he passed. Okay, I'm going to have to... Not that, like... That was a compliment to do it, but just like you didn't have to hold it inside anymore. Okay, well, you know what? I am now going to write that down and research that because... Yeah, let me know if that's correct or not. If there are Augustinian farting laws, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> This is so, like after anyway. date 12 kind of stuff, right? But yeah, so Hippocrates... You know him. He's the guy who did the Hippocratic Oath, and he's considered the father of Western medicine. But he was also wrong about a lot of shit like humors and bile and all that crap. But he said Mm -hmm. eating lentils could keep one manly into one's 70s. Well, fuck you, Hippocrates. First, I'm not a man. Second, I hate doll. Third, I don't care if farting is a compliment. No, no, no. My Uber is here. Good fucking bye. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, okay, I could sort of see garlic because, like, everybody's like, oh, garlic has amazing properties. But no, I'm just getting angrier as we go. So, number two is artichokes. I was oh my God. starting to calm down a little bit because I actually like artichokes. Like, artichokes are, that's okay. Yeah. Have you ever cooked with a raw artichoke? Yeah. Yes. They're a pain in the ass to work with. I mean, and there's so much waste because the outer portion is just all fibrous and un- inedible and <laughs> sorry. Well, artichoke hearts out of a can. That's, you know, I'm a modern day girl. Sorry. Well, no, because, you know, I, I can feel your rage. And I was like, I'm still team artichoke. But then, you know what? Zeus fucks it up. Surprise. Oh, Yeah. So Zeus was visiting his bro, Poseidon. He's like, I need a vacation on the beach. I mean, who doesn't need a vacation on the beach at this point? But Don't we all? Right? So Zeus was there and he saw this total hottie, you know, working on her tan. Her name was Sinara. And Zeus does... Sounds like a color in my crayon box. Right? Yeah. So Zeus does what he always does. He falls in love, seduces her, but... 
in a twist, instead of getting her pregnant and abandoning her, he actually sneaks her back to Mount Olympus to screw her right under Hera's nose. Damn, dude's got balls. Uh, Not for long if Hera has anything to say about it. But I mean, is it any wonder she's always so angry? Uh, but anyway, I guess we should be thankful he doesn't turn himself into a random animal to try and seduce her because that's his like thing. But don't be too thankful because Sayonara turns out was a little homesick. You know, she's, she's just like a cool chick from the beach. And she's like, what am I doing up here at Mount Olympus? Like there's no surfing. And so she used to sneak down from Mount Olympus to visit her family, although, interestingly, Mount Olympus, hiking down from there, especially in ancient times and shitty sandals, that's not just like something you do every day, but whatever. According to the myth, (laughs) Zeus discovered this, and being the temperamental bastard he is, he got angry that she wasn't appreciating him and the fact that he brought her to have sex right there next door to his wife i'm leaving her i promise i'm leaving her yeah so and he got angry and he turned her into an artichoke oh my gosh apparently hilarious lame explanation was that it was a metaphor prickly on the outside soft on the inside but that doesn't doesn't make fucking sense because Sayonara was seduced first. Ah, shit, there goes the shampoo bottle. She was seduced first, <laughs> so she's soft on the outside, and then she rebelled, so she's prickly on the inside. What the fuck, Zeus? Get your metaphors right. <gasps> but but isn't do... that what I said about the artichoke? Yeah. Prickly and inedible on the outside. Uh, I'm going to leave the whole that culinary ed- class. Ed- edible part for a second here because... We do get the modern name from the artichoke, Sinara cardunculus, from this. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Next time you go to the grocery store, ask for, hey, do you have any Sinara uh, cardunculus in a jar? Oh <laughs> Parts of Sinara cardunculus. So, <laughs> side note, I first learned to love artichokes when I lived in France, and my French host mother taught me that they refer to the artichoke as a poor man's feast because it's one of the foods where there's more left over than what you eat. Huh. Because she, they, what they would do is, you know, steam the artichoke, lots of salt, lots of butter, a little bit of garlic, and you peel off each individual outer leaf and you suck the right. little teeny tiny uh, edible fiber bit at the bottom gotcha gotcha and then you get to the artichoke heart but like you you eat the little bit at the end of the leaf where it attaches so yeah yeah i watched i had to prepare an artichoke in one of my classes without vodka i could probably tell you what class if you're that curious um and i remember sitting there watching my instructor test what I prepared and presented to him and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what he did he pulled off the outer leaf and stuck the root end of it into his mouth and sucked out all the tender bits there you go yeah I am not wrong yeah and told me I did an amazing job in my preparation and I got an A that day but yeah and celebrated with vodka (laughs) <laughs> I probably did, but that was a while ago, so I don't remember. Hell, I don't remember 20 minutes. I don't remember the beginning of this episode. Damn. Look, we're going to get to number one. Find a fucking lead. Okay. Number one, saffron. Yay! I love saffron. I, I say do, it too. So, Aristotle, uh, jerk face, Aristotle swore by it, and who knew he was a shill for ancient ED treatments, but... <laughs> <laughs> if you're experiencing erectile dysfunction, try Saffronicus. Oh Side gosh. effects in- include satirism. <laughs> anyway, but apparently saffron is the world's most expensive spice per weight. Mm-hmm. It absolutely yep. is because it can only be harvested by 
hand. There is no machine that can harvest the saffron spice. It must be done by hand. Right, because it comes from the stamen of a crocus flower. Yep, which I now have growing in my flower bed. So every October, there's a tip for you. It's a fall blooming bulb. Um, I harvest my own saffron from my own yard. Wow, that's amazing. Pennies on the cost. Is it, it? Is it? Is it any crocus, or like, does it have to be a special kind of crocus? Like, it's no. a specific crocus. If you really want the specific name, I can. Yeah, I can look it up, up, and we'll put it in the show notes. Because now, absolutely, we all. I think everybody's gonna want to find a way to get saffron on the hoof. And it's um, this is one of those plants that. It's a perennial, mm-hmm. so it's coming back year after year after year. It's a bulb. It's going to also multiply and spread if oh, it's yeah. in the right environment. Um, and I even bought cheap-ass bulbs, and they have done well year after year after year. Uh, yeah, so I've got it Googled, and I will, I'll get you this info, and you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my question is, who ate the first crocus flower to discover this? <laughs> to discover that it was an aphrodisiac or to discover that it was edible because we've been eating flowers forever i know but like uh, who just sits down and is like oh that's a pretty flower i think i'll eat it i feel like there must have been like a guy named bob in every tribe <laughs> and, 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 like, just like hey go try that and let's see if he lives or not is Bob the one that tested which mushrooms yes, were poisonous exactly. and not? Or which and like that's like the musk. thing with, with Bob is like there's always another one, you know, like you're never going to run out. He's so. a Star Trek red shirt. Yes, exactly. He's, he's a red toga. Yeah. Bob the red toga. That is now yeah. our thing. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but interestingly enough, uh, Saffron I think is I now also... know what the logo for this episode's going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, saffron is really good as an antidepressant and stress reliever. Um, and as for its aphrodisiac properties, it's less about the fact that it's an antidepressant that, and more that it cuts through your antidepressants to boost your libido. So there was a study in the journal Psychopharmacology that observed a group of men who took 30 milligrams of saffron per day for four weeks. And that seems like a lot of saffron, but yeah. that is, that's a ton. 30 milligrams. That's, that's like a condensed large horse pill of wow. saffron. Yeah. But they were on antidepressants and they experienced uh, improvements in erectile dysfunction. Hmm. as opposed to the people who were given the placebo. Now, a follow-up study published in Human Psychopharmacology showed women in the saffron group experienced higher levels of arousal and increased lubrication compared to those in the placebo group. Now, these women were also on antidepressants, I think. So, hmm. finally, <laughs> there were two studies from that confirmed all of this from the Journal of Phytomedicine and the International Journal of Impotence Research. Because there's a group for that. Oh, gosh. I I, I had to take a deep breath to get through that name without laughing. Oh, my God. Yes. This is where the world's priorities lie. You know, (laughs) the International Journal of Impotence Research shows saffron. Right aphrodisiac properties in individuals without depression yield meh inconsistent results but there's good news who isn't depressed these days right so yeah there you have it the top 10 whatever the fuck and my for you guys for this show i totally fucked up my google algorithms i'm going to be getting erectile dysfunction ads and bean recipes for fucking ever now so you're welcome absolutely absolutely oh i love that oh you gotta screenshot that and share that with us yeah no (laughs) no no (laughs) next time i'm doing it in the fucking incognito browser whatever so if there is any rage or anything left over we'll be back after this to talk about it (laughs) 
Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. Wait, where's Original Jen this time? Original Jen is busy cleaning out Sleepnear's stall. I mean, with eight legs, who knows how many stomachs that horse has? Or is that cows? Um, I think you're thinking of cows because that was one of our trivia questions in that trivia game we're testing out behind the scenes. And I think the cows have eight stomachs or was it four? I I don't know. I got that question wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, no matter how many stomachs, she's not here. But we are here to tell you about Anchor for podcasting. With no cow stomachs. (laughs) Not unless you want to do a podcast about cows, which you totally could because it's super easy to start a podcast with Anchor. Is there a platform for cows to listen? Like, could cows even listen to a podcast? Anchor would distribute your cowcast across all popular podcast platforms. How did we get onto cows? Because we were wondering how many stomachs a horse has, or was it cows? Regardless, feeding all those stomachs costs money, which means you have to make money off your cow cast, which is why Anchor is a great place to start because you can start making money from the get-go with Anchor. But how much does it cost? Like, okay, how many smoothies does Fenrir have to sell in order to pay for his podcast about smoothies? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so drunk today. (laughs) Wait, I thought Fenrir was doing a podcast about cows. Or was no. it horses? No. <laughs> yeah, I might be a little drunk too. Either way, it is totally free to have a podcast on Anchor. F-R-E-E free. Yeah. My, see, my fan fiction has Fenrir running his own smoothie shop and I work there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other Jen is talking about Original Jen's books, Truth and Other Lies, and The Order of Chaos, which you should all check out under her pen name of Lyra Wolf. And yeah. Wolf, Fenrir, yeah. Yeah. So if I want to do a podcast for Fenrir, all I'd have to do is go to anchor.fm to get started because I'm like totally thinking that OG and I need to do that. Yep. Just go to anchor like the thingy on a boat thingy that goes to the bottom. Shut up. Yeah, we're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, it's A-N-C-H-O-R. Dot .fm you're just lucky i didn't spell out anchovy cuz it was a close call <laughs> check it out or make fenrir sleep near and all the cows and their stomachs really upset ah! <laughs> oh my god kate i think this is our best ad ever indubitably <laughs> cuz yeah we put the drink into drunk mythology gals All right. Um, maybe I have questions, but mostly rage, but I have a legit question for other gen. So based on what yes. you know from culinary school, like, yes, it, you know, I'm sure you guys had nutrition courses. Like how much yeah. of this stuff would you actually have to eat to get the effect of what anything like medicinal from the food that we're talking about? Um, so with this list of foods, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna need to eat a lot, (laughs) a lot, because we're talking about micro stuff here Mm -hmm. to, to get aphrodisiac effects. Yeah. You're going to have to eat a ton of it. And I mean, like short of a three bean salad that also has raw garlic and onions in it. but the you you're gonna have to pull an odin and chase down these women i paid attention last week don't i get points for that you do you get i mean you're gonna have to ask thor to help you hold these women cultural context because they're gonna be like oh shit dude come on can you breathe the other way at least? <laughs> Point that ass somewhere else. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's. 
I think that really what you're getting, really you're going to have to put a lot more weight on the psychological effects. Yeah, like the if placebo almost effect, the, yeah. The power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. That's really going to have more impact than anything that's legitimately inside these foods. The power of suggestion is going to have a greater impact. Why do people eat raw oysters? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a well, slimy snot. Well, Ca- Casanova loogie. believed that it helped certain things. Yeah, the ancient Greeks right. also thought about oysters, but I'm kind of saving the oyster thing for the um, Aphrodite episode. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, but it's... I, I mean, honestly, I do, I eat oysters, but I do it for the brine and horseradish. There you go. See? Why don't you just eat salt no, water because, and horseradish? Because. <laughs> right? And then you can blow into a Kleenex. There you go. <laughs> oh, I don't mind a raw oyster. I don't even mind a, uh, an oyster boil. You know, I, I don't mind oysters. It's just too damn much work. Yeah, I've never had to shuck an oyster, so, you know, I I, that, that's, that's not, not my... Yeah. I mean, personally, like, I'll eat my shrimp cooked and scallops cooked and shellfish other than oysters. Yeah, cook it. But fish overall, no, don't cook it for me. But, you know, because it makes you wonder about, like, supplements, like the, you know, garlic pills and garlic oil and, like... Yeah. You know, I guess I'm just, I'm always a little leery of supplements because I just don't know dosage and, you know, effects. Because also, you know, certain um, elements build up in your system. Certain elements aren't excreted Mm -hmm. depending on other medications and medical conditions you take or medical conditions you have. So, you know, you can be eating a lot of XYZ to get this particular mineral boost. But, you know, if you have high right. blood pressure, you know, and you take meds for it, that med is going to be canceled out by, you know, all the grapefruit that you're eating. Because, um, yeah, right. you can't take blood pressure, certain blood pressure meds and eat grapefruit because it has right. a very immediate cancellation effect or, um, you know, anything that builds up over time in your system, like, you know, me with kidney disease, like I have to be careful because my kidneys don't function all that great. So they don't excrete all the stuff that, you know, would build up. So, you know, just a little caveat mTOR on this episode. This has been funny, but if you're actually going to try any of this, talk to a doctor or registered nutritionist or a nurse before you yeah, do it. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this is a good ob- a good point in this episode where you might want to put a disclaimer of, we are not medical professionals and we are not sanctioning anything in here. We're also <laughs> somewhat inebriated. So yeah, we are in <laughs> no way too. responsible for any of this shit. <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah, don't damn. even come at us with your liver function after this episode <laughs> you want to talk about your liver let's talk Look, we've about got my liver, liver we've got liver function issues of our own right <laughs> so yeah uh, my liver farts in your general direction <laughs> <laughs> my liver thumbs its teeth at you i feel like i don't even need to ask if you're drunk. <laughs> what do you think? I, are we getting, you know, particular? I don't know that I would say drunk, but I'm very buzzed. I am. I am at my chew drink, chew drink happy point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm, this I'm is probably so about, much fucking fun. Yeah, I'm a, probably about three shots deep. I drink my vodka straight. Well, straight on ice. I don't put mixers in it. Just straight up vodka. That's how I drink my whiskey, but I'm out of whiskey right now. God damn it. Uh Uh-huh. Is that a subtle hint there? Mm -hmm. Mm, It's more a hint for Eric to go get, like, my bargain bottle of Jack. (laughs) Is that brand that I bought you available in your state? I haven't checked because I don't leave the house. 
Uh, <laughs> right. But no, the, the Red Robin is for when I, you know, it's the first drink of an evening because I want to appreciate it because it's right. worth appreciating. And then you yeah. move to Jack. But because. Uh, <laughs> can I go, can I offer, can I do like an unsolicited vodka? Yeah. At, okay, so if anybody has Zyr, Z-Y-R, available oh, to them yeah. where they live. Oh, shit. That's the, oh, my God. I've never tasted a smoother vodka than that. Don't, it, people, I'm sorry. People rave about Tito's. Oh, we got Tito's. Uh, Tito's drink is okay. Sh- I mean. It's... Drink a shot of that straight and you tell me how good it's Tito's rough. is. That it, is crap. It is rough. I'm sorry. It is rough there's, straight. But there's yeah. your hate mail. Zir, you if you're try... listening, we'd Zer? love for you to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Zir vodka? Straight? Oh, that is. There's my aphrodisiac. Uh-huh. And on yeah. that note, we're going to uh, move right <laughs> into <laughs> wrapping this shit up. It's like the Dave Chappelle skit with the wrap it up box. Uh, <laughs> so Again, dating ourselves here. You know, Dave Chappelle is forever. Uh, yeah. Before we leave, uh, first, two quick things. First, Jen's book release. You know, mm-hmm. remind OG. us. OG. Where we can get it and what it's about, because you know, first week, second week release. Let's do this. Let's support Jen. Yeah. So, Chaos Rising is book two in my Nine World Chronicles series of Norse fantasy, all about Loki and all of the other gods. None of them at all being terrible. Um, <laughs> this one, <laughs> it's a, it was available April 9th. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's Ragnarok, it's, it's Loki again, there's chases through brothels, there's hell, there's monsters, daddy issues, and lots of angsty yearning, um, multiple places. <laughs> so, like you said um, to me the other yeah. day, it's snowing and everything is on fire. It is. Yes. Every, <laughs> it, it is. Both of those things. Um, it's Ragnarok, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> And you can get so it it's on a lot of fun. Amazon. So go on get it Amazon on Amazon. And NKU. Yes. Yeah. So second thing, our Patreon is up. Yep. It is up and it is live and has content, bitches. So yeah, we have really simple tiers, but they all have a little inside joke. So you can be part of our clubby club, um, <laughs> but you will get ad free episodes bonus deep dives into our burning topics of interest like why are there always giants what's up with ash trees uh farting volcanoes wtf (laughs) and why are the ancient greeks obsessed with fish we're also going to do episodes all about the marvel movies with thor and And speaking of loki we're going to be doing all the loki episodes Yes. We're even going to try and figure out how to do watching parties. So stay <gasps> tuned for that shit, people, because it's going to happen. And also for my Greek mythology peeps out there, I will be doing Disney's Hercules and Blood of Olympus. Uh, Blood of Olympus, Blood of Zeus. <laughs> but frankly, everybody <laughs> dies, so it's Blood of Olympus anyway. But Blood of Zeus, <laughs> episode by episode. And, uh, you know... I'll, We'll be doing some other stuff. So if you have ideas for what you want to see on our Patreon, you can uh, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yay. And next week's myth, I have decided, uh, is going to be my favorite. Because again, with book release and everything being Loki, it's just Loki Fest. And it's going to be Lokazena, which is Loki's great roast of all of the Norse gods. Since we did Odin's, I'm going to go to Loki's. Um, yeah, it's going to be magnificent. Are we going to get awesome. to do parts? We are going to get to do parts because, again, it's another type of play. Uh, yes. So, yes. And there are lots of parts in this one. Oh, um, yeah. Because, again, I get to read? Yes. You do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there is like... more There is more farting. Just oh, yes. Of course there you. is. Screw the yes. 12-year-old boy. Let's go with the 12-year-old girl, because frankly, yeah. we laugh at fart jokes, too. So, whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
I think, yeah, Loki delivers the best burns of, of anyone in the whole Norse pantheon, so. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fitting. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to keep up with all of that and all of the fart jokes, don't forget to add yourself <laughs> to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On TikTok at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web at DrunkMythologyGals.com. On Patreon at DrunkMythologyGals.com. Or just drop us a line at DrunkMythologyGals at gmail.com. Again, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe, support us, leave a rating, a review, and torture. I mean, tell, I mean, you know, whatever you do with your friends and family, but let them know about us. Finally, always remember... If the gods behave badly, then so can you.